My fellow Americans, I'm pleased to tell you today that I've signed legislation that will outlaw Russia forever. We begin <laughs> bombing in five minutes. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. This is the Red Ranter. Today, we're going to be talking about the protests across Paris and uh, several other places in Europe and even the Middle East now. So as you're no doubt aware, uh, there have been yellow vest protests, right? It's, so it's uh, demonstrations by protesters in these uh, reflective traffic safety vests, and they're now occurring in the Netherlands, Iraq, and Belgium, as well as in Paris. And as the fervor spreads, multiple national monuments have had to actually shut their gates, including the Eiffel Tower, which is kind of the, uh, the hallmark monument of the Parisian landscape. Now, multiple media outlets, and of course, when we're talking media outlets, we're talking about people who have, you know, a political bent, so they want to spin a narrative rather than actually tell you the truth. They're blaming these riots on, on, on this fuel tax that's apparently coming down the pipe and a uh, deteriorating economy. And, and of course, that's part of it. But it's pretty obvious that a single tax hike is probably not the core catalyst of the protests. Now, the European nations are under severe strain from this, from this uh, naive brand of pluralism. And, and when I say naive brand of pluralism, if you don't understand what pluralism is, pluralism seeks to find value across all cultures, uh, if you use it in that context. And uh, which is basically to say that every culture has some value to add, and, and perhaps that's true. There is probably valuable aspects in most cultures. But this naive brand of pluralism states that there's an equal value across cultures, which is, of course, not true. I mean, the, uh, the American culture is far superior to, uh, let's say, the, uh, the culture in Pakistan or Afghanistan. And if you don't believe me, just ask any homosexual before they're thrown off the roof for the crime of being gay, or maybe you could ask a woman uh, before she's buried up to her neck and had rocks thrown at her face until she's dead, whether or not she agrees with that sentiment, I bet you money they will both agree that the United States is probably culturally far superior than their own culture. And uh, and so this this naive brand of pluralism is is allowing thousands of migrants to pour into these wealthy states every month. Now, Jordan Peterson pointed out something very astute on this topic. He said that we should be wary of other cultures that have not evolved Western values, where the, where the individual or the dignity of the, of the individual reigns supreme. And uh, basically what he's saying there is it's, it's not that we don't want to allow people to come into our countries, right? Because there's very productive uh, individuals that are highly educated that could really add value to our economy and add value to our culture. But then there's also places on the planet that are very tribal, very despotic, very, uh, very backwards. And they, they're, they're literally thousands of years behind culturally from the rest of the Western developed world. And to assume that the individual citizens don't have in you know, don't share in the value system of the place that they were born and raised. Well, well, that's just naive. Obviously, when these people immigrate to into uh, European nations, when they immigrate into the United States, they're not just automatically going to be like, oh, gee, this is superior. I'm just going to uh, adopt American or Western values. No, they're going to bring their own value system with them. And in this kind of like uh, fanatical pride of their own of their own national origin, they're going to try to convert other people to their way of thinking. Right, which is why a lot of these Muslim immigrants think that Britain should be governed by Sharia law. And so this is a 
naive form of pluralism that seems to think that all cultures are equal, and, and they're obviously not. And when these cultures are mixed, look, look, Western society and Islam are radically incompatible. They are radically incompatible. And, and I mean, what more proof do you need than what you've seen so far, right? Just take a look at the last 20 or 30 years of interaction between the West and, and uh, Islamic nations, and it's very obvious that these guys are hell-bent on conquering, right? I mean, uh, shit, you can go back a couple thousand years and see that, right? When the, uh, when the Islamists poured into Europe and they took over parts of Spain, and uh, look, man, they're, they're, just not, they're just not compatible, and, and so the people that are coming in, they're culturally backwards. Most of them are uneducated. And, you know, what do you think they're going to do to help out your economy? Well, they're not going to do anything to help out the economy. They're just going to be a drain on the social welfare state. And as they're receiving the tax-funded benefits and sitting on their asses, they're also going out and committing crimes. And we were talking about rape. We're talking about murder. And these are all things that in their view is maybe justified, right? Maybe like an honor killing or maybe they, they think that, that women are the, the lesser sex and aren't deserving of rights. And so they just take what they want and they think that they're justified. And so the error here is obviously on the Western side. It's actually not even so much on the immigrants. It's, it's our fault that we opened our borders to this for not being vigilant enough. So maybe the problem is the fuel tax. Maybe the problem is the rampant immigration and the strain it's placed on the economy. We'll continue talking about this after the break. Stand by. All right, welcome back. We were just talking about naive pluralism and how it relates to the riots in Paris. Now, as I was saying before, European nations are under severe strain from this naive brand of pluralism, and thousands of migrants pour into the wealthy states every month, taking advantage of the social welfare benefits, the, the free, free healthcare, the free housing, free food, all that good stuff that's really not that free, but it's free to them. Now, the combination of unchecked immigration and this oppressive political correctness that criminalizes criticism of both government and foreign cultures have created an environment of bitterness and resentment. And you know, I guarantee you, you would be bitter and resentful too if you saw this problem happening in your own backyard, but it was criminal for you to comment on it, All right, which is happening in, uh, in the UK now. Uh, there's people being charged for hate speech because they object to Islam or they object to immigration. And so, you know, I mean, you're looking at uh, like incidents of violent robbery and, and, and rape by migrants that are skyrocketing. And then not to be able to say anything about that is obviously like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do? Well, you know what to do. You put on the yellow vest and you start protesting. Now, the welfare coffers are running dry in these countries. And I think the leftist mob's uh, most recent political agenda to replenish their waning wallet with a fuel tax is simply put the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, just to give you an idea of how bad the, uh, the price of fuel is in these countries, a gallon of diesel fuel costs about $6.50 U.S. in France. That's more than twice the cost of a U.S. gallon and about $2 more expensive than the U.S. historic high for diesel fuel, which was in 2008. 
So it's $2 more expensive than the most we've ever paid ever ourselves in the United States. Our gas prices for the French have already soared 22% within the last year. The new tax would increase the cost of a liter by 4 cents, or that would translate to 15 cents per gallon. So the average tank of gas would be $2 more expensive. And as economic growth continues to slow down, the price is sure to slowly creep up to $7 a gallon and beyond. Can you imagine paying 7 bucks a gallon? Now, just like most egalitarian leftist governments, eventually only the rich can absorb the cost and continue to drive cars. Right? But of course, that's the goal because then at the end, everybody's equal. Well, nobody will be, able, will be able to afford to drive a car. And, you know, maybe that's not what they had in mind when they initially uh, went that route. But, you know, there's, uh, there's enough radical voices in these leftist governments to try to justify the high cost of gas. Because, hey, it's for, their, it's for the good of the nation and everybody has to pay their fair share to make sure that these, that these, these parasites... And that's really what they are as they're pouring across the border, get their free housing and their free food and their free health care. Because damn it, you want them to be well fed and healthy when they go out and rape and rob your, your community. Pretty short show today. Just wanted to kind of put my thoughts out there on this. Let me know what you think. Again, I want you guys to hit me up on, on Parlor. That's Ad Red Ranter. And uh, if you guys try to hit me up on Twitter... Sorry, deleted my account. As you guys know, the, uh, the social media platforms have gone out of their way to mute and, and ban and screw with followers and defund intellectual property. And so I've just had enough and I've decided, you know what, no more. I'm going to stop complaining about it and simply do something about it, which is to delete my account on uh, the social media platforms. So you can only reach me on Parlay, which is spelled Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. You can reach me at Red Ranter. And, you know, they got a couple of bugs to work out. Uh, this, they got a scaling issue right now. After Candace Owens uh, created an account on the platform, she brought an army of followers along with her. And so the, uh, the, entire, uh, the entire platform's kind of been overwhelmed. And so they're working on scalability. And so service is slow. Sometimes you get some network errors. Uh, but it's a Twitter clone. It functions very similarly uh, to Twitter. And it's got a couple of extra features that allows you to self-moderate your own timeline. Essentially, your timeline now belongs to you, and you can delete comments from other people or ban people or block them, uh, which is something that you couldn't do on Twitter. You had to run to mommy and daddy and report people and have them banned. And, uh, and you know, in this one, you're kind of responsible for the content of your own Twitter feed, which is kind of cool, or your own parlor feed. My, my bad. I didn't mean to do that. And, uh, and so I highly suggest you guys create your own account on this. Check it out. Uh, bear with them. They're going to create a web version of the, uh, of, of the platform so that you guys can log on from your computers. Not everybody uses it on mobile. And uh, yeah, so stand by. It's going to be great. And hopefully it'll put Twitter and Facebook and all these other jackasses out of business because it's overdue that the free market whoops these guys' asses all over the damn place. Anyways, let me know what you think both on Parler and, of course, on the uh, Paris protests. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening, guys.